0: Welcome to the Cutting Edge Ministries podcast. Our mission is threefold. One, to explain the goals and aspirations of the New World Order. Two, to explain how its implementation will affect the average American citizen and family. And number three, to show how families are being influenced now before we actually move into this system. Armed with this information, you will learn how you can protect yourself, your children, your family, your loved ones and friends, and... Live a Triumphant Christian Life in a Most Difficult World. And now, to our podcast. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Jim on behalf of David Bay, Director of Cutting Edge Ministries, located on the internet at cuttingedge.org and by phone at 800-451-8211. The title of today's message is, the Virgin Mary is popularly and affectionately called the Queen of Heaven. This title is shocking and demonstrates that the origin of the worship of the Virgin Mary is pagan, satanic, not biblical. Quoting from Time Magazine, an article called Handmaid or Feminist, December thirtieth, 1991, page 62-66, to 66. Among all the women who have ever lived... The mother of Jesus Christ is the most celebrated, the most venerated among Roman Catholics. The Madonna is recognized not only as the mother of God, but also, according to modern popes, as the queen of the universe, queen of heaven, seat of wisdom, and even the spouse of the Holy Spirit. End quote. Most Roman Catholic adherents cheerfully refer to the Virgin Mary as the Queen of Heaven and understand this term to one of endearment, love, and adoration. Is this title a biblical term or a pagan title? Is God pleased with this title, or is He mightily displeased? Let's look into the Scriptures. Number 1. Quoting from Jeremiah 7:17 7, through 18 Seest thou not... What they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the Queen of Heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. In this section of Jeremiah, God is telling Israel why he is about to physically destroy them as a nation. God is acting much like a prosecutor who is informing the accused as to the charges against them. Notice that God is very angry, that these people are preparing to worship the Queen of Heaven. He is saying that this worship of the Queen of Heaven is provoking him to anger. Number two, quoting, As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord... We will not hearken unto thee, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goest forth out of our own mouth, to burn incense unto the queen of heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings, and our princes, in the cities of Judah, and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals, and were well, and saw no evil." And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her did we make our cakes to worship her and pour out drink offerings unto her without our men End quote. jeremiah 44:16 through 17 here we see that the people are defiantly refusing to obey god and are continuing to worship this queen of heaven number 3 quoting Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths and fulfilled with your hands, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her. Ye will surely accomplish your vows and surely perform your vows. End quote. Jeremiah forty four twenty five. We see that God has finally gotten the message that the people are going to worship this queen of heaven no matter what he says. Therefore, God tells them to go ahead with their rebellion, and because he is going to totally destroy them, you can read the full account of this divine judgment in Jeremiah 44, 1 through 20 and 29. We encourage you to read it, for God never changes, and he would be just as enraged today about this idolatrous worship as he was then. The question, then, is, who is this Queen of Heaven, which the Israelites were worshipping that provoked God to such anger? Fortunately, Jewish historical records tell us exactly what this Queen of Heaven was that so angered God. First, let us examine the ancient Queen of Heaven. Most of this information is taken from Alexander Hislop's book, The Two Babylons, 1917. Hislop traces the Babylonian worship of this Queen of Heaven back to the days following the death of Nimrod. The dating of this event is not known exactly, but seems to date 400-plus years after the Flood. After Nimrod's death, his wife, Semiramis, was determined to retain her power and wealth. She concocted the story that Nimrod's death was for the salvation of mankind. Nimrod was touted as the woman's promised seed, Zero Ashta, who was destined to bruise the serpent's head, and in doing so was to have his own heel bruised. Quoted from page 58 to 59. We can easily see that this story is a counterfeit to the true prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. To enable the Babylonian people to better worship this child, a woodcut portrait was created depicting him in his mother's arms. The mother obviously drew her glory from her deified son. However, the mother, in the long run, practically eclipsed the son in worship. The original picture obviously was meant to merely be a pedestal for the upholding of the divine son. But while this was the design... It is a plain principle in all idolatries that that which most appeals to the senses must make the most powerful impression. End quote, on page seventy four, the mother obviously created this most powerful visual impression both because she was an adult and because she was so magnificently arrayed. Once people began to worship the mother more than the child, Babylonian priests felt forced to issue an edict deifying the mother also. After the passage of still more time, her son's birth was boldly declared to be miraculous, and therefore was called the Virgin Mother, on page 76. The highest titles were then bestowed upon her. She was called the Queen of Heaven. In Egypt, she was styled Athor, in other words, habitation of God, to signify that she dwelt in all the fullness of the Godhead. From this pagan beginning, the story of the Virgin Mother, Queen of Heaven, spread through the world. In Egypt, she was called Athor. Tibet and China, she was called Virgo de Para. Greece, she was called Hestia. Rome, she was called Juno, or Dove. Thus, we can see that this ancient Queen of Heaven was a pagan counterfeit to the Virgin Mary. She was a divine mother that had given birth to a divine child. Of special note is the connection in Rome with the dove. Why? In ancient Babylon, both the worship of the Virgin Mother and her symbol, the dove, identified her with the spirit of all grace, the Holy Ghost, on page 79. Thus, the pagan trinity... Is God the Father, the Son, and the Virgin Mother, indeed the Roman Catholic Church, has made this same claim, as Hislop noted, in the 19th century on page 83. Hislop concludes, The Madonna of Rome is just the Madonna of Babylon. The Queen of Heaven, in the one system, is the same as the Queen of Heaven in the other. If you cannot believe these facts above, maybe you'll believe the testimony of avowed pagans in today's world. Listen to their testimony. In his most blasphemous book, The Armageddon Script, Peter Lemassure writes enthusiastically about the worship of the Great Mother Earth. He writes as though he is an astronaut in a spaceship in orbit around our planet. Quoting, As they rounded the barren lunar globe for the last time... The resplendent half-Earth once again rose from behind that now familiar curved and rocky horizon. What they saw coming up to meet them was strangely familiar. An image straight out of the racial memory, a god out of the world of the archetypes. It was none other than the rounded form of the great mother, Earth herself, clad in the same flowering robes of shimmering blue and white, that had been those of mother goddess of earth and sky throughout man's history, and not least his most recent mother goddess, the Virgin Mary herself, end quote, page 245 through 6. Peter Lemusura as a pagan worshiper has no difficulty recognizing the truth that the worship of the Virgin Mary is ancient pagan idolatry. Therefore, Non-Christian pagans the world over will have little difficulty accepting the worship of the Roman Catholic Virgin Mother. Point number two. Another New Age writer, China Galland, a practicing American Buddhist, has written a very revealing book entitled, Longing for Darkness. Galland enthusiastically establishes the commonality between the Virgin Mary and other pagan goddesses. Quoting... Durga, the warrior queen, was the only one who could restore harmony and set the world at peace. The gods sang her praises, called her the queen of the universe. End quote. Remember the Time magazine quoted above, which reports that one of the names by which the Virgin Mary is known is the queen of the universe? Quote, I have come to find the Buddha Tara, but instead I found the goddess Durga and Kali. Kali, the death-dealer and life-giver, the end and the beginning of time. She was a deity of such proportions as I had heard only God the Father in Christianity described. The fact that Kali is dark and female turned my Catholic upbringing inside out. Some say she is black because black is the color in which all distinctions are dissolved. Others say she is black because she is eternal light. End quote page 27. These two goddesses are Hindu. The Buddhist goddess Tara was the object of Galan's search as she traveled the Far East. However, she was startled when she discovered that there are Hindu texts that describe Kali as Tara. This discovery links Hinduism with Buddhism. Later, back in the United States, Galan discovered another New Age book entitled Mother Worship, by author Tara Doyle. This book reported the phenomenon of the Black Madonna in Switzerland. Galland records, I didn't recall that there were any dark female divinities in Christianity. I thought they were unique to religions such as Hinduism and Buddhism. I could remember virtually nothing about a dark or Black Madonna, despite my years of Catholic upbringing. A brief entry in Newsweek magazine caught my eye. The Virgin Mary was reported to be appearing in the barks of trees in Poland. I was intrigued. It seemed to be such a similar phenomenon to what had been reported about Tara. I wondered what was going on in the Spiritus Mundi, the spirit of the world. That reports of female deities literally emerging out of the rocks and trees were surfacing in both east and west. The similarity was symbolically important. Page forty-nine to fifty. Later, Galland asked a Buddhist master teacher about the connection between these appearances. I showed him the magazine clipping on the reported appearance of the Madonna in the bark of trees in Poland. He replied, "It is very similar to what we are talking about here. We have many occurrences like this in Tibetan Buddhism. We call it." Rangjung it means self-arising. These things appear because of the power and blessings of enlightened beings. Such beings work through the power of mental substance and the power of concentration." End quote. page 65 to 66. Gilandry recounts her later meeting with the Dalai Lama when she asked him about the blessed mother appearing in the bark of trees in Poland. He agrees that this phenomenon is Buddhist rangjung page 95. We should not be surprised that Satan is now causing female deities to appear all over the world at this moment in history. If this is indeed the end of the age, then it is time for Satan to draw together his prophesied church. We encourage you to read our article, Cutting Edge 1008, called Virgin Mary and pagan goddess worship for more details on this phenomenon. Do not be deceived, the Roman Catholic worship of their Virgin Mary, whom they call the Queen of Heaven, is a rebirth of the pagan worship of various queens of Heaven throughout history by various names. In each of these various countries, the Queen of Mother is a virgin mother who has been given birth to a divine child. Further, the worship of the Catholic Queen of Heaven is precisely the same as the worship of the Queen of Heaven in ancient Israel, as recorded in Jeremiah we quoted before. God's reaction will also be the same. Physical judgment, destruction. What are you to do now that you know the truth? Listen to Jesus' words spoken at the end of the age. Quoting from Revelation 18:4 4-5. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, and ye be not takers of her sins, that ye receive not her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Just before Jesus' final destruction comes upon the evil system in the great tribulation period, Jesus calls one final warning to his people, to come out and be separate, and ask forgiveness, or they will be destroyed also. This warning applies to you if you are a practicing, believing Roman Catholic. Please carefully read all our articles as we systematically seek to show you the total paganism which comprises Roman Catholicism, a paganism that cleverly hidden behind Christian concepts, words, and names. But it is paganism all the same. Before we go on to the next subject in this podcast— I just wanted to mention one really good source as we have several sources of further information, videos on Catholicism. Um, a couple in particular are Bill Schneeblen's Church on Haunted Hill, and the one in particular that covers a lot about the Queen of Heaven is by Doc Marquis, Catholicism, which Queen of Heaven are they worshiping? A little bit about this one, uh, drawing upon Doc's Deep training as a Luciferian witch in the Illuminati tradition, Doc Marquis conclusively proves that Roman Catholicism is identical to ancient Babylonian witchcraft. Doc begins by proving that the Virgin Mary, the Queen of Heaven in Catholicism, is identical to Semiramis, the Queen of Heaven in Babylon. From this extensive treatment, Doc derived the name of this video. Are you aware that Israel's worship of the Queen of Heaven is one of the major reasons God cast Israel into the 70-year judgment at the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar? Yet Catholicism continually urges her people to worship Mary, Queen of Heaven. Doc also proves that the Catholic Mass is identical to the Babylonian Black Magic Mask. A most interesting revelation. You can see him demonstrating both of these in this video. You can see that both Masses use the same elements, laid out in the same manner. Doc lays out and explains a Catholic Mass side-by-side with a Black Magic Mass, so you can see they are identical. This proof is the most powerful part of this DVD. You'll also learn that the Pope has declared himself to be equal with God. Once you watch this video, you will have an effective, soul-winning tool by which you can win Catholics to Jesus Christ. Toward this end, we have included especially written, Plan of Salvation, written especially for Catholics. This is a 2DV set, nearly four hours long. At the end of the transcript of this podcast, I'll give some links to the videos mentioned here, as well as a whole section on Catholicism. Now to our next subject, the Bent Cross Crucifix versus the Traditional Crucifix. Now before we go into this next subject... I just want to call attention to another DVD we have called False Prophet Soon to Step on the World Stage, Plan to produce him, just set in motion. The global elite has devised a mechanism by which they intend to finally form the one world religion and stage the Roman Catholic Pope as the top leader of this global religion. That makes the Pope the False Prophet the second beast of Revelation 13. Check out this video for documentation and proof of this. Now on to the next subject, the bent cross, crucifix versus the traditional crucifix. Please note the crucifix that Pope John Paul II holds up to the people. Study it closely, and you will realize that it is not a traditional crucifix, as we show. Rather, this crucifix is known as a bent cross. But what does that mean? For the answer to that question, let us turn to a Roman Catholic author, Piers Compton, writing in his book, The Broken Cross, Hidden Hand in the Vatican, Channel Islands, Neville Spearman, 1981. The Mint Crucifix is, quote, a sinister symbol used by Satanists in the 6th century that had been revived at the time of the Vatican II. This was a bent or broken cross on which was displayed a repulsive and distorted figure of Christ, which the black magicians and sorcerers of the Middle Ages had made use to represent the biblical term Mark of the Beast. Yet not only Paul VI, but his successors, the two John Pauls, carried that object and held it up to be revered by crowds, who had not the slightest idea that it stood for Antichrist. Unquote. Page 72. On page 56, Compton prints a picture of the current Pope, John Paul II, holding this bent or broken cross, just as we have shown in our articles. Therefore, Pope John Paul II is telling all the occultists the world over that he is not a traditional Pope, but a Pope that is committed to carrying out the role of world religious leader as called for in the New World Order plan. Another Roman Catholic author, Malachi Martin, makes the same claim that Pope John Paul II is committed to the New World Order plan in his book, The Keys to This Blood. Since a picture is worth a thousand words, we encourage you to see the comparisons on our website, printed with the traditional crucifix to the right. As you can see, the cross here is not bent in any way, top or bottom. Further, the picture of Jesus Christ is a full figure without any kind of distortion or disfiguration. The traditional Roman Catholic crucifix is very, very different from the bent cross. We Protestants have always objected to the traditional crucifix because it holds Jesus Christ up to continual shame, which is forbidden in Hebrews 6.6. Indeed, this is the basis upon which we Protestants object to the entire Mass, As you can see from our DVD and our articles, the crucifix which Pope John Paul II is holding up to adoring crowds is not the traditional crucifix, but is the satanic bent or broken cross. This bent crucifix was created by Satanists to depict Antichrist and his mark of the beast. Very soon you will see the appearance of a global leader, calling himself the Christ, who will claim to be Jesus Christ, returned, the Jewish Messiah, and the avatar figure for which all the major religions are awaiting, all in one man. This will be Antichrist. Then very quickly, thereafter, a global religious leader will step forward to aid the Antichrist. This religious leader will possess the same miraculous power of Antichrist. At this moment, the prophecy of Revelation 13:11 through 14 will be fulfilled. This global religious leader will be the biblical false prophet. The New World Order plan calls for this global religious leader, the false prophet, to be the Roman Catholic Pope, whomever he is at the time. Certainly, John Paul II's use of the satanic bent cross is consistent with this part of the plan. You've been forewarned. A picture's worth a thousand words, and this bent cross picture labels Pope John Paul II the Roman Catholic Church. To see other obvious satanic symbols being openly used by the Roman Catholic Church, just check our articles or our videos. All of our articles on Cutting Edge are free. There is no subscription needed to read them. The world now stands at the precipice of the appearance of Antichrist and his false prophet. Are you born again? Go to Cutting Edge and click on our Salvation tab to read the plan of salvation as given in the Scriptures. You can contact us by phone at 800-451-8211 or by mail or email. Just check our website for the email address and the postal mailing address. Thank you for listening to our podcast. God bless you and may he maintain a hedge of protection around you and your family and give you peace.